and welcome to Ship of Fools, a nautical D&D actual play adventure. Is that usually what I say? A nautical D&D actual play? Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, I stopped paying attention like 30 episodes ago. Nautical D&D podcast? Podcast? Maybe that's what I usually say. <laughs> hey, anyway, welcome to Ship of Fools. Hopefully you know what we're doing here, even if I don't. My name is Hannah McLean, and I am, as always, your dungeon master on this nautical adventure. Joining me today, I have adventure. Andy Latai. <laughs> Finn Fisher. No, Lonnie Stevenson. Reagan Stockweather. And Taylor Wallace. Malachi Kassir. And we are back. So let's do a little bit of a recap and then we will dive right in. Last session, the party having regrouped after escaping from Dr. Retval's lab, um, began to make their way through the Sea of Storms to their eventual destination of Angel Isle, a hub of pirate and smuggler activity and just general villainry in the Lunluma Ocean, and maybe an ideal place to hide out if you don't want to be found. Sounds like a moral judgment against pirates, Hannah. Yes, they steal. <laughs> I feel like that's Again, fair. I really feel like we all need to be on the same page as far as piracy being at least against the law, even regardless of what moral judgments we're making. Um, so uh, the the party made their way through the Sea of Storms, encountering, um, as the name would suggest, several storms, as well as... Uh, now I've seen everything. A giant being of some sort. Um lots of lightning, various other mishaps along the way. But the party's ship, Matt Black, along with the two other ships that are accompanying them, managed to make it to the Lightless Sea, the quiet southern sea covered in a permanent bank of thick fog. You managed to navigate your way through to... Angel Isle, and we ended the episode upon seeing this relatively small island that is just absolutely crowded with buildings and with these long spindly docks that stretch out from it, allowing for dozens and dozens of ships to be moored there. Um, and that is where we will pick up. So, Reagan, you kind of at the helm of Matt Black sort of like look over as Nira, who was the ended up uh, on the Ladyfinger, which is the ship that escaped from AAA headquarters, um, she sort of took the lead in terms of finding Angel Isle. Um, and now she kind of like directs, you can see people from that ship sort of like waving to you to kind of direct over to where there's a spot kind of on some of the outermost docks where there are- A parallel park like a fucking champion. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Where there are a few kind of spots not too far from each other. I didn't even know Matt Black could go backwards. <laughs> There's a, an automated beeping noise um, as you guys kind of <laughs> slide into the space. Um, yeah, and so then uh, I want to ask who is going ashore. If any of you are going ashore, feel free to just stay on the ship if you'd like. Um, but... We'll just chill here for the next two to three days until the arc is over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will go ashore. Okay. I will go ashore. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go. Um, Mar and Shala have no interest in going ashore. Baleen is like, can I come? I want to come. This is, look at all this. She's like pointing at like, like leaning over the rail of Matt Black oh. out at the city. I know, right? Uh, I think we're introducing Bailey to a new career. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sweet, okay. Just, uh, 
be real careful, don't make eye contact with anybody, but also don't look like you're trying not to make eye contact with anybody, and also uh, put your tits away, but also put your tits out. So just try not to be, like, super noticeable. Reagan, please don't talk about <laughs> Baleen's tits. Hey, I'm just- she wants to go to the pirate island. She nods and kind of, like, adjusts her shirt, like, further up, um, and then is like, I don't, I don't know. Um, the barest tasteful hint of cleavage. Right. <laughs> All in the Lunluma Ocean are free to determine their tit's destiny. <laughs> wow, that's a really good mission statement. Malachi adjusts his own shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, other question. Are you doing anything to disguise yourselves? Or, like, what are you guys looking like? Are you trying to look more piratey? Less piratey? What does that mean to you? I'm trying to look more piratey. Yeah, okay. I'm going to minor illusion, give myself, like, a beard and some real nice mutton chops. Nice. And, um... Classic pirate facial hair. That's sort of it, I guess. I can't do that much. I don't really have any other disguise capabilities. Do pirates wear armor? No. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> I, I peek over the side of the ship. <laughs> you peek over the side of the ship. Um, most... Reagan just tried to get my shirt off. <laughs> Most pirates um, do tend to wear, like, leather armor or something else that is um, good for moving in. Um, plate armor is pretty, honestly, pretty uncommon in the Lunluma Ocean. Although your plate armor is kind of, like, specifically made for people who have to be on ships a lot. So that makes yeah. it a bit less conspicuous. You probably see, like, one other person who's in heavy armor. I'm going to keep my armor. I don't like being exposed. <laughs> I don't want anyone looking at my tits. I also, I want to have Nurgle be with Baleen. So like, he's gonna, he's gonna hang out on her shoulder instead of mine. <coughs> Just you two, you two keep an eye on each other. <coughs> Baleen, it, it hurts at first, but soon you'll form a shoulder callus. <laughs> She's like, okay, kind of like wincing slightly. She's like, actually, I don't know, why would you bother she just sort of like goes downstairs and like gets something to make like a little perch for him and just kind of like attaches it to her shirt and she's like see finn you should have just done this wow that's very piratey bailey good work and it. oh my god <laughs> finn pulls his shirt down a little to reveal the like thick scar tissue <laughs> on his shoulder it's like wow there was an easier way um i'm gonna try and look a little bit more piratey and also okay. just try to kind of look a little bit more like like feral and disheveled, like you would more expect a guy who oh God, even more? recently broke out of prison to look like, I want to look dangerous. Okay, cool. I don't really care if people recognize me for being who I am, but they best recognize that I'm dangerous. Cool. You try to make yourself look more dangerous, maybe put the like brass knuckles on so you've got that <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. Malachi decides that he's just going to pretend Malachi's going to be himself, but he's going to be strong and silent. <laughs> and he's going to hope to intimidate that way with his big axe in his armor. Nice. Even nice. though they're pirates. So he just sort of like he's gonna like look at Reagan every three seconds, like, is this good? Is this working? Is this gonna be good? Like <laughs> <laughs> And I'll play the ingenue. <laughs> Malachi's my parole officer. <laughs> How dare you? Cool. Is Shiloh done with my ring? Oh. That I wanted her to enchant slash curse? So, basically, she has, like, a couple different projects that she's working on. Um, if you wanted to tell her to prioritize the ring so that you'd have it by the time you reached Angel Isle, she'll do that. But it means that she's had less time to, like, look at the notes that you guys got from... Retval and stuff like that because she's sort of splitting her time. 
it's not that complex of an enchantment. So I will say she can have she can be done with it. Uh, yeah. Cool. So you you got that from her once the ships were docked and you you have that. Perfect. I am wearing it on my finger, but I am <laughs> not attuning to it. Great. Um, so you guys get off Matt Black along with Baleen and Nurgle. You see that Nira also is kind of like already down on the dock, sort of like tapping her foot. And then there's a couple of the other like sailors from Captain Amelia's ship are going to go ashore. Um, you see uh, Amelia herself is going to kind of like stay behind with the other ships to sort of like make sure that nothing happens. But a few of the sailors, the other sailors, you'd probably recognize like the person that you know is her first mate um, and like the bosun and other kind of officers like that are going ashore probably presumably to like get supplies and stuff that you guys kind of need. Um, wow, you know what would be super sick? Is if I just jumped into the water and then just like sort of like because I can breathe underwater if I just like walked up out of the water onto the shore, right? Would that intimidate anyone? <laughs> Honestly, I'll be, I'll be real with you. It's hard to look, like, intimidating when you're trying to stand up after being in water. I can stand up. Also, the shore is kind of covered in docks, so you might just, like, bump your head. <sighs> fine, fine. <laughs> Trust me, Malachi. I know how to identify a good moment for going underwater. I was trying to do, like, a Pirates of the Caribbean skeleton scene sort of thing, but I guess it's not going to really work for me since I have flesh on my bones. Yeah. <laughs> Classic blunder. <laughs> um, and then Nell and Alden are also coming into... Flesh is a prison. ...the pirate city. Both of them kind of, like, have cloaks with, like, the hoods up. Um, yeah, so this whole group of you start walking down. You park kind of, like, towards the outer edge of one of these, like, long docks that stretches, like, probably, like, almost a mile um, to the actual city itself. Or maybe maybe more like half a mile. Long enough that you're like, damn, we are like walking a long way um, before you get to the kind of city itself. Um, as you draw nearer, um, you actually do see, Malachi, that there is like a little set of stairs that are built down for people who are disembarking from below the water. Malachi points angrily. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Malachi and Finn jump into the water. You see a Triton man come out of the water and walk up the steps. Woo! <laughs> you guys dive into the water. And we walk up the steps. Walk up the steps. Um, yeah. Now I'm dripping and angry looking with my yeah. axe over my shoulder. Are you happy now? Are you going to rust? That's. Uh, oh, God. Fine. He might. Do they sell oil here? Would it be? <laughs> maybe it would be scary if I took off my like chest plate so they could see my cool scar. Maybe that would make me look more intimidating. Um, you guys see that the city is teeming with activity. There are other people who are kind of disembarking from various boats, other people who are leaving out to boats. Um, as you approach, you see this sort of like main entry square. Um, already there are like several bars and taverns right there so that if you want to just step off your ship and immediately start drinking, there are multiple options through which to do that. Um, you also see kind of most notably what draws your eye is in the middle of this square, there is this big um, bronze statue of an angel. <laughs> the statue of an angel with like long flowing hair and these big metal carved Tits. wings. Um, Oh. And yes, I was getting there. She's wearing this like long flowy dress and like one of her tits is absolutely like spilling wow. out of it. Just this very like pirate angel figure looking somewhat down 
below her with this sort of like half smile on her face. Um, and you can see that the statue is like, has all sorts of like, there's like scarves that have been draped over the arms and like necklaces that are hanging off the edges of the wings. She's got like two different pirate hats kind of precariously balanced <laughs> on top of her halo because there's this halo like up there and then the hats are sort of balanced on top of it. And you see kind of as you guys approach the center of the square, you can kind of notice that the statue has like, um, you know how statues, how like dog statues that are in cities, like the noses will be all- Have spots that are rubbed gold. Yeah. 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 You see that her hand, she has like an outstretched hand, which is clearly like rubbed gold from lots of people touching it. And then you also see that her lips are also like rubbed gold. Um, and as you your group kind of approaches, Nira quickens her step a little bit and you see she like steps right up to the statue and puts her boot on the edge of the podium and like takes the statue's hand and uses it as leverage to like pull herself up and give the statue a quick peck on the lips. Love this. Which is clearly like a pirate tradition. You see after she hops down, like someone else goes up and does it too. I mean, she kind of like comes back to the group and grins at you guys a little and she goes, good luck. I say, do I, I'm just supposed to kiss her? I could do it for like like all of us if you need. You don't have to. I don't know, Malachi, that might be like your sister or something. No, what? (laughs) She's pretty metal. I, I smooch the statue. You smooch the statue. I've not seen her in quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> Malachi steps onto the rim of the, the podium and sort of like takes her hand and just sort of like bows a little bit and kisses her. <laughs> like he looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. And then afterwards he like kisses her hand and turns around and scrubs at his face, his cheeks a little bit. <laughs> ah, Finn takes the hand and kisses her on the cheek. Wow. <laughs> he doesn't want to be too forward. Yeah, and you guys see, so... um the like sailors from Amelia's ship sort of split up. Some of them head straight for the tavern. Um, the bosun and the first mate head basically deeper into the city where you kind of know from what Nira explained to you and also Reagan, you just know that there is like a big like marketplace deeper into the city where you can kind of like find, find anything you're looking for or kind of so the saying goes. And it's generally in your experience that you found Reagan pretty true. So the sailors split off. Um, Nell and Alden also kind of like give you guys a little salute. And then they're like, we're going to go hunt for information, which will be easier to do on our own. So they sort of peel off from you guys to go be stealthy, basically, and just kind of like try and be inconspicuous, which the two of them are much better at than the three of you. Um, Nira sort of like sticks with you guys. And she sort of claps her hands and she's like, okay, uh, where to first? What are we looking for? Well, yeah, she's mostly looking at Reagan. I've got a bolt hole. Do you have any idea where friends friends you're looking for? Any idea where they tend to hang out? Or do you want to just sort of wander around and hope you bump into someone? Uh, no, no, aimless isn't the way to go this time. Uh, we used to mostly be at this one bar by the name of... Um, you could probably, um, I guess, well, tell, are you looking for, like, do you think you guys had a spot that was, like, one of the, like, big ones with lots of people there and kind of, like, hub of party activity or more of kind of, like, a quiet hole-in-the-wall tavern? In between, where it's like, yeah, this is definitely, like, a spot. It's popping, but it's a little off the beaten path. 
Okay, then yeah, um, the lantern light. I think the lantern light bar would be a good one for that, which is kind of one of the like, it's it's a little ways deeper into the city. It's not one of these ones that are like right here. Um, yeah, we don't want no no basic tourist bar here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, truly- tourist attraction. <laughs> yeah, nothing here is a tourist bar. It's just a matter of, but there are definitely some where like the newbies tend to get taken um, and like the ones that are sort of ready to just kind of draw you in immediately. Finn is walking around fully, like, neck craned up, like, gazing in open wonder at all of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is Baleen, and she's kind of, like, keeps, like, pointing out things to you. Um, there's, like, a beautiful sign that's sort of, like, lit up with these, like, arcane lights. Um, you guys are sort of arriving here. Um, you've arrived here sort of late in the day, and also it's perpetually kind of dim here because of the lightless sea um so it never really is full daylight which kind of adds this air that like even if you're here at noon it feels like it's like 7 p.m at the most and so it's like pretty dark so th this sign that's lit up with these arcane lights is kind of what you recognize finn as like a version of avandra's symbol and there's like a depiction of this kind of like smiling woman who looks like a little bit like Avandra, but also like not quite right. Like it's someone who's never actually seen her was doing their best artist's depiction. And the sign just says like, try your luck. And there's like an arrow pointing at a door into it. You know, Reagan, absolutely casino. People go in there, they lose all of the treasure that they just got. And you see Baleen is kind of like pointing at this sign and just sort of like watching the way the lights move. Wow, maybe we should try our luck. Ah, no. ah, ah. <laughs> Nurgle is immediately. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> What luck. Okay, okay. I throw an arm around both Finn and Baleen in kind of like a roguish casual stance that looks like I'm being their homies, but I'm actually going, stop fucking looking like such a rube. <laughs> okay, okay. I make my mutton chops thicker. <laughs> good, good. That's what we like to see. Nira goes, okay, so lantern light, that's where you used to hang out? Yeah. Do you want to go there or do you want to avoid it like the plague? I forget exactly what your deal is. You know, that's a great question. Uh, nah, let's go there because familiar turf will be a good thing. for. I'm, nobody expects me to be alive. I don't know. Nobody expects me to be walking around. So let's try a look. Sure. Okay, let's do it. Honestly, every time I see Reagan, I'm a little surprised he's still alive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> me as well. Cool. You guys begin to walk deeper into... Angel Isle. Reagan, this all looks pretty familiar to you. Not much has changed. There's like a few kind of like establishments have clearly changed hands and like rebranded a bit. But in general, like the layout's the same. The people look largely the same. Um, Is the M&M store still there? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, um, the Bubba Gump Shrimp Co. Reagan, we gotta go to that, right? Oh yeah, no, you could for sure go to that. Everything kind of is as you remember it. Um, will someone roll a d6 for me? One. <laughs> okay. So as you're kind of walking, there's like one other thing that sort of catches your eye, um, which is you see that there is this bar, which is called 
the wet bar. Um, and as you kind of like are looking That's at the it, best kind. you see that, yeah, Finn, this catches your eye in particular because you can see that there's like from one of these docks, this is kind of like, so you guys from the main square sort of take a left and start making your way like around the edge of the island um, is going to be quicker than going right through the marketplace, which is at the heart of everything. Um, and so as you're sort of starting to walk the perimeter, you see the wet bar kind of built right on the edge of the ocean. Um, and you see that this is a swim up bar essentially. Um, and you see that there are like multiple like mermaids who are hanging out just kind of like at these seats that are kind of like oh. in the water. Also like quite a few tritons are there. Um, also some like humans and half orcs and dwarves and stuff like that. But mostly a lot of people who clearly this is an establishment that transcends both above land and in the water. Oh my god, can we go? Can we go, please? Uh, what for? Just, just for drinks? Uh, uh, camaraderie? <laughs> Maybe after we... We can we can check it back on the way. Oh. One of the mermaids is, like, waving at you, Finn, with these, like... She's... The mermaids are very... I don't know if you've seen one before. Um, they're not, like, completely uncommon, but they don't tend to be in the Western Sea very much. So, like, Reagan's definitely seen mermaids. Malachi, like, a maybe. And Finn, I would say, probably hasn't. Um, they definitely, like, look like people who spend their whole lives in the deep oceans. Like, they have these big enormous eyes that take up like half their face um, and that have this sort of like film over them that kind of protects them mm. from the ocean and their fingers are like long and webbed so she's waving at you with these webbed fingers as you're sort of walking past Finn blushes redder than he ever has blushed before <laughs> and I do I do a little wave back okay um cool hmm. you guys <laughs> are able to keep walking you see the lantern light bar um, emerging out of the fog toward you. Um, it is this, like you said, sort of medium-sized establishment with this big lantern hanging next to this like oversized lantern with a big flame in it um, that you know is kept magically lit. And it sounds like from the sounds coming inside that it is reasonably full at this time, but not so full that you guys can't make your way in. You sort of push open the door and head inside. Uh, you know, Reagan, that the bartender, at least when you were last here, is this turtle named Ricky. And you can <laughs> see that he is still behind the bar. Classic Ricky the tort move. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky the turtle. Um, he has some like minor wizardry abilities that he kind of uses to like move and pour drinks and stuff like that mostly. Um, since his like turtle hands are kind of big to handle the little like glass bottles um so he mostly is using wizardry for the kind of like finer dexterity needed um go ahead and i will say all three of you can give me a perception check Nat one comes hmm. to a four. Oh no 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 that's a seven. Ooh. Ten. Nat one comes to a four <laughs> yeah that's a five <laughs> Wow, guys. <laughs> um, okay. Man, at least I hit double digits. It's fucking dark in here. Yeah, it's kind of dark in here. Uh, despite the name, it is not very well lit. You can see that there are some spots open at the bar, and there's also, like, one kind of, like, open table that near us spots, and we'll kind of start, like, steering you guys over to. Um, someone else, however, does notice you guys, and you hear from 
across the bar as you sort of like go to sit down, you hear someone go, Starkweather! Oh shit. Hey! Hey, Starkweather! <laughs> I, I turn very slowly. Um, there is an Aarakocra who is pushing their way through the crowd toward you. There's not a lot of pushing that needs to be done. It's not that big of a bar. Um, but they kind of like muscle their way past everyone else. This very like skinny, white plumed, although a lot of the white feathers are sort of dusty and like you only kind of know that they're supposed to have white feathers. Otherwise, you might think that they're supposed to be like gray or brown. Um, this very sort of scrawny and looks like they've had better days um, has a, dr- a drink in one hand and is kind of like waving frantically with the other. Um, Reagan, this is a person named Milson. Um, you traveled with Milson after the Angleta. Milson was on one of the ships that you sailed on before you met the party. A ship that was not tech, not not engaging in piracy, but was definitely doing some smuggling. And Milson was like one of the other sailors who you were kind of buddies with. Um, you know that they're like very, very high strung um, and a very kind of like always, like always wanting to go and always wanting to like kind of chase after more things. Um, they definitely do a lot of the like illicit drugs that one can find on Angel Isle, um, all of them. But it's generally kind of like friendly toward you. Um, and you kind of like split from that ship to go work on a different one. But now Melson is sort of pushing their way up to you and is like, hey, Ben Ages! Melson! What kind of bird is Mills like? Like, what's the beak situation? What sort of aracocra? <laughs> yeah, um, it's a kind of like uh, albatross. No, not like a um, <laughs> cockatiel. Yeah, I would say not. Not a bird of prey. Definitely a kind of like a. Uh, what are birds that aren't birds of prey called? Like a, you know, a like flat beak instead of a hooked beak. Seed eater. Birds that aren't birds of prey are called prey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think of a specific bird. I'm picturing a cockatiel. Honestly, cockatiel's probably pretty close. Um, yeah, so they're just like, Hi! Hey! What? What's up, buddy? Hey, you. You're still alive. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. Thanks! Yeah, it's been difficult. You know, we had a run-in with the, um, a run-in with some of the Navy, and then we had a run-in with, um, a run-in with, like, a big monster with tentacles, and then we had a run-in <gasps> with a, um, with, like, a bunch of angry mermaids, and then, um, then that ship, uh, got damaged, and so I, uh, ditched it, and I'm here, and I'm looking for a new ship. Do you have a new ship? No shit! No. No ship, I mean. Uh, no ship. Tell us more about this monster with tentacles. I was like a big octopus. Yeah, here, c- come here, sit, it, sit down. Wow. So, hey, uh. <laughs> they kind of look around and they're like, who are your friends? Uh, these uh, are a couple of buddies I picked up. This is, uh, this is, uh, Tina, indicating Baleen. Uh, she's new. <laughs> she waves and she's like, yep, I'm Tina. And, uh, that over there is, uh, Frederick. Uh, pointing to Finn with the mutton chops. Hello! <laughs> he's, uh, he's from up north. Oh, wow. And, uh, this, this fine hunk of man right here is, uh, Andromache. <laughs> what? Uh. Yep. Mm. Hey! Oh, and that over there, that is, uh, that there is my scullery maid, Amber. Pointing to Nira. <laughs> Absolutely not. Don't people know who Nira is? Nira goes, I'm Nira Kassir. 
like clearly as if Nilsen might know who she is, they don't seem to know who she is and they just kind of go, okay, cool. Um, nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. Um, they sort of like shake hands with everyone in turn. Um, a pleasure. With each person they shake hands with. They're like, I'm Milson. I'm Milson. I'm Milson. I'm Milson. You're never going to fucking believe this. They're Milson. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't quite catch the name. <laughs> Milson. Um, Wow, this is so nice. Always, always nice to see an old sailing buddy. What brings what brings you, if you don't have a ship, what are you here for? Are you looking for someone to sail with? Because like I said, so am I. Maybe we can find someone together. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, Milsin, bud, uh, I actually oh. got a, um, mm-hmm. so I kind of, uh, you know, am a little bit on the lamb as it proverbially were, and mm. I'm kind of just looking to lay low for a hot minute, and uh, I've got some people and perhaps some stuff that needs to be stashed. Oh! Wow. You know, I've still got my own bolt holes around here somewhere, but I was figuring, you know, if you're here, you got any places that you know of uh, where, you know, a fugitive can fuge for a minute? Um, they, like, set their drink on the table in front of them um, and sort of pull this little uh, vial of, like, what looks like red salt out of their pocket and sort of, like, lick the edge of their like feathered finger and put it in the salt and then just like put the salt on their tongue and are clearly like letting it dissolve as they're thinking and let me see if they've heard anything useful wow <laughs> that's a 17 for having heard something useful milton kind of thinks to themselves as they take this red salt what is that it's wing seasoning <laughs> they grin at you and they go dragon's dandruff really uh oh, what you want some? Is it actually? I look very closely at the back of Reagan's head. <laughs> oh, f- does it actually come from? Oh, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. I mean, that's what the those are the people say about it. What, well, what what what? what Malachi's got his pinky in the air, like ready to. What does it do? Well, first off, it gives you a clear head and a little kind of happy feeling for an hour or so, and then after an hour, it makes you really really strong. But then the the come down, you you get pretty tired. But I usually just take more, and so then I'm not tired anymore. It's drugs, Andromache, I say, taking a hit. <laughs> Wait, Reagan's taking some? Yes, this uh, we're on a pirate. <laughs> yeah, Reagan, you've definitely done this before. Like Milson said, it makes you feel good, and then it makes you really strong, and then you crash. Feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, Malachi takes a tiny bit just so he can know what's going on. <laughs> okay. But he doesn't look happy about it. Cool. Um, Both of the you- The only salt I need is the kind that's already in water. Remember, kids, if somebody offers you free drugs, you say thank you very much. (laughs) Drugs are expensive. As you place this on your tongue, um, there is a slight sizzle to it, like something very, very spicy, like almost like taking a little bit of wasabi. Malachi makes the face that like a cat makes when you like hold them up to citrus or something. (laughs) Um, Malachi, you take seven radiant damage and Reagan, you take four from the kind of like sizzle in your mouth. Pop rocks. What the hell? (laughs) And then the ow of it kind of fades quickly as you're just sort of like overwhelmed with this feeling of just like clear headedness and also just like general happiness. Um, Your intelligence and charisma scores are both boosted by one for the next hour. So for the next hour, each of those, just like the total score goes up by one. So if that bumps you to an even number, it bumps all your bonuses up. Otherwise it doesn't. Mm. And you just sort of feel, feel generally like you're having a good time. Uh, Milton kind of like, as they're digesting this uh, dragon's dandruff, 
they're like, yeah, yeah, no. So I was, I was talking to some sailors. Together. So you're looking for like what? So like somewhere, somewhere to kind of hide away, like a group of people and also some stuff that you're kind of trying to stash and you need nobody else to come near you? Uh, people can come near me. I just need people not to ask questions. You know how it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I was talking to some guys last night when we were kind of, you know, hanging out. We were, like, smoking. We were we were down at the mushroom bar. Um, oh, smoking some mushrooms. Um, and we were, uh, you know, kind of hanging out and talking about things. And one of them was telling me about, you know, um, you've probably heard this story before, actually. Maybe, uh, maybe you have, too, kind of pointing at Nira, pointing around at all of you. They kind of don't know where you're from. Um, you ever heard of Saliban Cove? Mmm. <clears throat> Ring, give me a history check. Actually, I think all of you can give me this history check. The DC is lower for Reagan. 18. Ooh. I remember it well. Nat 20. Wow. <laughs> so 21. A 16. Okay. I'm going to say uh, Reagan knows this story and Finn knows this story. Finn was told it by a passing fish. Or at least the kind of basics. Um, So some of what... Milson is saying kind of sounds familiar um, as they go, have you ever heard of Solomon Cove? It's this kind of like um, this, this, this quiet little, quiet little island with a, a little like bay and it's a, a great place to kind of hang out, except that and lots of people used to use it for like, you know, if you need to go like repair your ship or if you just kind of need to lay low for a little while. Perfect for the sort of thing you were talking about, except about 10 years ago, there was this captain of this ship called the Evening Echo. And the captain fell in love with this beautiful girl, except she was a witch. She was a witch and she was like a sea witch and she knew all about kind of like, you know, the fell magics of the sea and, and all, all that sort of stuff. For sure. Oh yeah, I love the fell magics of the sea. Um, so the captain fell in love with her and then his crew mutinied against him. They all kind of banded together, rose up and the first mate, the first mate sort of led this, led this mutiny and they keel hauled him under his own ship. And then, the girl, the sea witch, was so sad about her lover that she threw herself off a cliff into the sea. Except as she did it, she cursed the whole crew. And so now they haunt the cove and nobody can go close. Mm. So nobody goes there. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds nice. So if you're fine with the haunted ship, like, certainly no alive people would bother you. Would they hypothetically feel empathy towards someone else who's been mutinied by their first mate and crew? Oh, did you get mutinied by your first mate and crew? I'm so sorry to hear about that. Yikes. <laughs> Nira sort of like rubs her temples. <laughs> I think the ghosts in this case would be the mutineers. Yeah, I don't know. Or the sea witch. Who specifically is doing the haunting? Oh, I've, I've got no idea. Unclear who's specifically doing the haunting. I just know something's haunted. Oh, and you know what? Somebody told me that, that one somebody else last year tried to go to that cove because they thought that maybe there was even like treasure hidden there or something. Because you know how it is when a ship sinks, there might be treasure. And so another ship kind of tried to tried to get close to that cove and the ship just disappeared completely. Nobody ever heard from that ship again, except the body of the captain covered in barnacles washed up on the shore nearby. Oh, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. <laughs> so they killed him. Oh, a, a barnacle is sort of like a little a little guy who hangs on to the sides of rocks and things, Malachi. Come on, you, we've been over this. Oh, Malachi peels a barnacle off of his back like this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah! Where did you... When we jumped in the water? Okay. Maybe you're going to wash up covered in barnacles on the shore. For sure, for sure. All right, so, okay. So that's a, that's a decent idea. Nobody would bother us. We tend to be, I mean, haunted, not ideal, but I've done worse. Uh, you got any other ideas, or...? Um, you've been you've been flying around a little much. I mean, you? you could just hang out here. Yeah, kids do that. How big is this cove? I don't know. I've never been there. Oh. Hey, Ricky. What? 
How much for a room these days? <laughs> I think you would know they don't actually have rooms here because most taverns here don't tend to have rooms because you usually just sleep on your ship unless you are um, looking for privacy for certain reasons. And so then like a lot of the like, there would only be kind of like a couple rooms in each inn because that's not really where they make most of their money. So I'm calling them inns, but they're not really. Okay, pause. Let me take it back. Yeah. Hey, Ricky. Yeah? How much do you think rooms at the Sandalwood and White Cedar are going for? Oh. That, that old titty bar, is that still there, that titty bar? No, that's still there. It's an institution. Probably, like, <laughs> two gold. All right, good to know. Hi, by the way. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's good to, good to be home, I guess. <clears throat> so we could park them all at the brothel, is what I'm suggesting, uh, as an alternate solution. You know, we have, like, a bunch of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would be better to just... This is Nira. She goes, it would probably be better if that was the case to just sort of stay on our ships. I... I don't love the idea of staying here long term. Sooner or later, something's gonna... Does the brothel have a union? I don't know. Yes, actually. They were the first unionized brothel in the Yalon Luma Ocean. <laughs> All right. Wow, good for them. Yeah, it was actually... Nobody really heard about it because it's here. But, uh, yeah, no, they have better health coverage than I ever did on any of the trade ships. All right, all right. I mean, I don't think they have enough rooms, but... Yeah, I'd say this cove seems like a pretty good bet. Otherwise, you could go to one of the other coves that, um, somebody else is already at, but then you have to fight alive people as opposed to fighting ghosts. Yeah, which has both its perks and its un-perks. Un mm-hmm. What's a ghost gonna do? Stab me? Maybe, oh, but they're going to cover you in barnacles and wash you up on the shore, from what I've heard, or disappear you. Although I guess I don't know how to stab a ghost either. Or maybe the ghost will make you stab Frederick. Whoa! Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> hey, tell you what, Mailson, anybody else from the old days still kicking around? Oh, um, I mean, yeah, like other people from the ship that we were on, there's like a few of them around. Um, you know, Joe is like over there. Um, he points to the corner where a person that you sort of dimly recognize as also having been on the ship is making out with a girl. Good for him. So true, Joe. And then there's, um, um, Selena is, like, down at the marketplace, um, and, um, I don't know, there are a bunch of other people kind of around. Hmm. Good to know, good to know, good to know, good to know. All right, gang, what do you say we, uh, head back to the, uh, family? Start moving. All right. I do want to hang out here. I whisper into Reagan's ear, what's our relationship supposed to be here? <laughs> I hadn't really gotten that far. Maybe we're all cousins. Well, that's nothing new. Right. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I should just be like a guy who doesn't talk. Yeah, let's try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be a guy who doesn't. Be, be like a strong, silent enforcer type. That'll be good. Uh, Malachi nods and goes, mm. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Yeah, yes, let's be on our way. What? You're going already? You're not gonna hang out? We can hang out. Oh, brother, Milson, I will- Have you even been to the market yet? We actually, you know, we're on a bit of a, uh, crunch. Uh, so I tell you what, I'm gonna get the people I need to get and the things I need to get to safety to safety, and then you and me, we're gonna have some fun. Okay. Um, hey, where, where did you- Unless I get a job, I'll still be here, so. Where did you buy that? I point to the drug. This? This I got from uh, my dealer, who is named 
chrysanthemum and she lives kind of down down uh like in the middle of down in the middle of town and she's kind of like walks around and you know gives people drugs you guys would know that like the marketplace like you guys could buy stuff if you wanted but you also could sell stuff and frankly you guys have a lot of like minor magical items and curiosities that if you don't want to use any of them yourself you could definitely get money for those so that is absolutely an option all right perfect i've got a perishables to offload you know how it is yeah uh as we're walking away i do pull milson aside i'm like listen uh, uh, milson you <clears throat> uh milson you seem like sorry i had a little thing in my throat wow. you seem like a savvy consumer of substances i am i don't know about savvy i'm a consumer of substances <laughs> okay good enough for me what if i told you there was a substance you could consume that would give you a little more uh, pep in your step a little more zing in your wing and the best part there's no crash afterwards really yeah Wow, I love when there's no crash. I, you know, I'm a fl- I'm a flyer. They kind of like hold out their wings and like flap them, and there's kind of like a little bit of wind. Nurgle from Baleen's shoulder like looks over and goes ah, and Milton like snaps their head toward Nurgle and goes ah back at Nurgle. Uh, yeah, they're called supplements created with ancient secret techniques Ooh. by by the Kuatoa, and uh, they really they're just all good, no bad. Wow. How much? Uh, oh God, I've never gotten this far before. <laughs> um, 10 gold. Oh, that's too much, right? Andy, make a persuasion check. 25. Okay. <laughs> Milson kind of cocks their head and is like, hmm, that's pretty, pr- how, how much, how much do I get for 10 gold? Uh, one of these little, okay, question, Hannah. Uh-huh. I have on my sheet that I have 25 supplements. What does that mean? Like 25 individual pills, 25 little bottles? It's a great question. Um, I would say probably like... You get like a pill pack of supplements? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what makes sense. I'll say that they're like little bottles that have like five pills each in them. All right, I hold up one of the little bottles. and I'm like, you get one of these. It's got a few doses inside. But here's the best part, because listen... Between you and me, you probably know a lot of other consumers of substances, right? Yeah, I lots of them. Yeah, it's not a solitary pursuit. So here's the thing. Here's the beauty of it. These very limited supply. I bet I'm the only one on Angel Isle with with any of these right now. So if you take a few of these off my hands, then you can unload them onto your friends. And listen, <gasps> just between you and me, maybe even mark up the price a little bit. Make a tidy little profit. Wow. And then you use that money to get more of whatever substance you desire. I could be the dealer. Yeah. That's a pretty tempting offer. Okay, I'll take two. (laughs) All right, there you go. (laughs) They give you 20 gold and take two little bottles off your hands. Pleasure doing business with you. And yeah, Milson is now in possession of two supplements. And hey, if you ever want to get more, then you... I, I guess you don't know how to contact me. Um, well, good luck. <laughs> nice. And you guys step out of the lantern light back into the street. Um, Nira kind of looks at you guys and she's like, Haunted Cove sounds pretty good. I, we definitely are going to be risking running into, I mean, I don't doubt that the ghost story is real. Most of the ghost stories around here tend to have at least some truth to them. But it's true that if if that would keep other people from meddling with us we can handle a few ghosts 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Did somebody hear somebody saying something? What? <laughs> oh, are we ignoring Nier right now? That's going to be really inconvenient. I don't know how to fight a ghost. I don't know. Have we done that before? Have we fought any ghosts? Well, we fought Lizzie. Yeah, but she was corporeal. I suppose it's fine, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we can fight a ghost if we had to. Yeah, we're very powerful. Maybe maybe it is the sea witch ghost, and she'll like Finn, or she'll feel sorry for you, having lost your crew. I don't know. That's true. I love sea witches. Or maybe she'll feel sorry for Reagan, just like in general. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Women often don't, I've noticed. Nira goes, so do we want to head for the haunted cove immediately, or do we... She's like, frankly, I still have things to do here, people to talk to. Yeah, we can drop you here. We'll take the non-combatants, the uh, perishable items, and get them set up. Oh, well, I don't know if we should. We should. I sh maybe we should go without the non-combatants first instead of. I don't know. Do we need to like get supplies? She nods and she's like, "Yeah, Amelia sent some people from her crew to get food and stuff like that because we weren't. Her ship wasn't stocked for a journey of this length because it wasn't supposed to be a journey of this length. But they're re refueling, quote unquote." Um, I, I, I think maybe we should pack up, get everything on the same page, and talk to the rest of them before we go anywhere. And I, I, I think we should try and scope the cove out before we just sail in with everyone that we've brought, just in case we do sail to our deaths. Fair enough. So maybe you take Matt Black and the rest of us wait? I mean, maybe a, a couple more of, you know those who are capable of handling themselves in a dangerous situation. We could take Alden with us. Yeah. For reasons. Or or maybe maybe they should stay back and stay with the I don't know. They can do as they wish I suppose. Nobody's gonna bother people who are just on a ship minding their own business. You're not getting anybody. They don't need to be defended right now. So we'll take a few people who can fight. We'll take Alden and uh, Alden and uh, mm -hmm. go over there. <laughs> hey Fink, can you sit out a ping and ask people by people, I mean fish, to uh, do a little drive-by of the area. Oh, yeah. Are we within 120 feet of the shore? Um, not really. <laughs> um, I will. Once we trot back down to the dock. Okay, cool. So, I think, basically, is there anything else you want to do on Angel Isle before leaving it? Because you have, like, at the very least, if you're waiting for Nell and Alden, you have probably, like, an hour or so before they'll kind of come back from where they went to try and get information. If you want to wait for, like, the morning or something like that, that'll be longer. Mm. But, frankly, in the lightless sea, it doesn't matter that much to be sailing at night. Because, like I said, it's kind of always night. Um, so, it sounds like you, you're going to make your way directly to the cove kind of as soon as possible. Yeah. Okay. I do, Hannah, want to uh, check my stashes. Cool. I will do that. Okay. So... You've exited the lantern light and are sort of like making your way kind of back towards where you left your ship. Guys, I just made 20 gold. Nicely done. Nicely done. Someone, someone finally bought supplements from me. Wow. Baleen holds up her hand for a high five. Yeah, it does make sense it would be that guy. Yeah, I'm just saying, hey, maybe there's other guys here who would, who would be into it too. You're okay with swindling your buddy like that? Uh. Have you met him, Malachi? Pirate. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm fine with... Selling him to pirates generally, I suppose, but if just want to make sure you're cool with, you know, if there's anyone you're actually close to involving them in a pyramid scheme isn't necessarily something I'd want to put my friend into. Um, 
it's uh, this is a huge opportunity. This is a this is all good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm offering them a gift of getting it on the ground floor of this thing. A gift which I don't know why you two haven't jumped at. What's a pyramids game? <laughs> oh, you know. Sounds made up. <laughs> it is. I thought of it just now. Wow, you're so smart, Malachi. It, but I'll tell you what's not made up, the benefits of supplements. The other thing that I was thinking that we could do but shouldn't implement is trickle-down economics. Sort of related. Noted. As you guys are walking, Reagan, you remember that you, because the lantern light is like a place where you'd hung out a lot, you kind of remember that you have stuff vaguely near here in this area of the city. Yeah, hey, tell you what. You also still have a bunch of people with you. Yeah, tell you what. Finn, if you guys want to go hit the marketplace and try and work up a little gold for us by selling some stuff off, I've got an errand to run. Well, where are you going? Around. Yeah. It's not far. I just got to go pick up some stuff. Is it? Are you going to be putting yourself in an unsavory situation? No. Can I insight check, Reagan? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think the unsavory situation ship might have sailed a while ago. <laughs> unsavory situation ship. My relationship status. 17. <laughs> what does he get on a 17? Um, he's telling the truth. Okay. I think with the 17, you can also tell he's telling the truth. He just doesn't want you guys to be there. Hmm. When would we expect you back? 30 minutes. Where? I'll meet you back at the... Well, I could be done in 30 minutes, but if we're waiting for uh, Shiloh and Alden, that'll be like, what, at least an hour? Uh, so I can either regroup with you back at the marketplace or back at the ship. I don't know, Finn, what do you think? I don't particularly love the idea of any of us going off alone in this place, but... Uh, I mean, Reagan, do you, is this like something important? Or are you just going off to brood by yourself? I said I had some stuff to pick up. Okay, yeah, you say that kind of stuff a lot, though. If, listen, if, if this is something that you think is important to do, and you think it's best done alone, then okay, we'll go do our own thing. Just wanted to make sure that that is the case. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just private. All right. Well, call us if you need us, I guess. And be careful. I'm, 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 I'm not being coy. I literally am just going to pick some stuff up that I left in a place. Uh, listen, Reagan. <laughs> All right. If it's only going to be half an hour, maybe meet us at the market. Because, well, I don't know. These things will probably sell out really quickly. Maybe it won't be that. <laughs> I can mm. always just ping you and find you. Malachi shoots Reagan one last appraising look and sort of does a be careful gesture at him. Okay. What's the be careful gesture? Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the old be careful gesture. Right, right. I mean, I, hey, actually, I should be giving you two this talk. You've never been here before. You too, Tina. <laughs> Bailey gives a little salute, and she's like, "I fortunately I have no money, so I don't think I can get scammed." <laughs> You'd be surprised, but no, that's a good start. That's a good start. Uh, just stick close to Nera and try not to get backstabbed. I'm less concerned about you getting pulled over one by a pirate, and more concerned about you accidentally getting caught up in an unsavory situation. <laughs> unsavory situation ship? <laughs> or are you putting yourself deliberately into an unsavory situation? To, uh, I don't even know why you do those things to yourself, but... <laughs> I, I am just picking some stuff up, man. No, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like... It's, it's fine, it's fine. Just <laughs> I'm not gonna get into a fighting pit located inside the bank of Amazon lockers. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> 
and call me if you need anything. I whisper to Baleen, you know, when they get like this, we could be here all day. <laughs> you know where to reach us. The four of you sort of peel off to go in the direction of the marketplace. Um, and Reagan, you make your way to... Angel Isle is a city of various nooks and crannies. There are all kinds of little hiding places, all kinds of pirates who are squirreling stuff away for future, future reference. This means that there's also lots of people who are looking for stuff that other people have squirreled away. So um, the first thing that I need is I need either an investigation or a survival check um, to kind of see how well you hid your stuff. Make it with advantage because you weren't doing it by yourself. 17. Okay. You guys had found a pretty good hiding spot. So now I just need 1d20 from you, just a luck check to see if things are as you left them. Five. Five. Uh, Can I use my magical guidance to re-roll that? Sure. I will say sure. Um, You can spend a sorcery point to re-roll. Doing it on a luck check is a little, uh, but that's fine. I'll let you do it. 14. Okay. That's quite a bit better. I'll take that. (laughs) A 14 will do it with a 17 survival check. Um, So you uh, make your way to, do you have any kind of idea what sort of spot it is? I'm thinking it's like, like there's a loose brick behind a dumpster behind a place. Yeah, you actually make your way like around the kind of back alley, like two streets down from the lantern light. Um, There's like a, a dumpster, which is like, essentially just like a pile of trash and sort of behind that you kind of wiggle out this one particular brick and sort of like feel your shoulders sag in relief a little bit as you see a kind of like tied together bundle which is still as you left it you pull it out and unwrap it um you find uh a hundred gold pieces that have been left there is also a pretty solid amount of this like halfling weed that you kind of stashed here for next time. Ah, uh, yeah, short bottom leaf. There's two um, just, like, empty bottles that were just kind of, like, you guys drank them the last time that you were here and just sort of left them here. And then the sort of, like, biggest thing that was left behind, um, unless Reagan left anything else. If you think Reagan left anything else, feel free to tell me. But there's also a, like, this very fancy jacket um, that is, like, tailored perfectly to fit the person it's supposed to belong to made of this like a very nice material has this embroidered family crest of a stag on the lapel um and i think like monogrammed initials too a h monogrammed above the um the little stag crest and you you know that most of Hartmark's kind of possessions from his former life. Um, he either burned them or pawned them. But this jacket was the one thing that seemed to be almost like too sentimental or too nice to burn, but was also the sort of thing that was difficult to pawn. Mm-hmm. And so... So you never get it monogrammed. Yep. It just got folded up and left behind. Um, <sighs> did you leave anything else behind in this cubby? Uh, I think I would have left a map. Mm. There's there's an interesting map of something. And whether it's of, you know, lesser known paths in Erebrer, perhaps? Kind of like a, you know, a map of escape routes. 
Yeah. That I thought might be handy. Like for this area or for like Erebrare? Both. Okay. Just a couple of bolt hole maps, you know, just like a, just in case I'm ever like in a jam. Yeah. So you you pick up the gold, you pick up the maps. Um, are you doing anything with the jacket? I'm bringing it with me. Okay. You pick up the jacket and kind of like put it over your arm, I guess, and bring it with you to go presumably meet up with the others. Frankly, it takes a lot less than half an hour to kind of get your stuff and go. I leave the brick open for somebody else to come take this spot. This is okay. this is a burial of my past life, giving up my hidey hole. <laughs> um, will you make a perception check for me as well? I would love to. 19. Cool. You notice as you're like picking up the jacket um, and as you are starting to walk with it, um, you sort of feel that there's something in one of the pockets. Hmm. I uh, take it out. Um, there's a small folded up note that you did not know was here. I read it. Okay. It's not very long, but you definitely recognize the handwriting. We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> not again. <laughs> yeah. Um, the note starts with, hey, Regs. And then there's a winky face drawn. <laughs> um, trying on my jacket. It won't fit those big shoulders of yours. I can tell you that right off. Bet it'll look like a crop top on you. Probably looks good. Wish I was there to see it, because if you're fucking with this old thing, I'll bet I'm not. Ditched you for another ship after our big explosive breakup, huh? That sounds like me. We both know how I am about running away. Or maybe I got arrested. If that's the case, I'm working my charms as we speak. I'll surely be tied up in a mess of bureaucracy and extradition laws to Arbon for the next two years. Anyway, hope you're well. Hope you're digging up the stash for fun, not out of necessity. Know that wherever I am, I'm missing you. No matter what else might have happened between us in the meantime, I'll be missing you. Pour an ale in the ocean for me, huh? And then go get laid or something. That's for me too. P.S. If you're reading this and your name isn't Regan Starkweather, go fuck yourself, first of all. But if you're gonna sell this jacket, make sure it's to the nastiest, ugliest pirate you can find. That'll really piss my dad off. Oh. Okay, so this does mean that Regan's probably just gonna kind of stand vaguely in an alley for like 15 minutes, just staring at it. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. You take a moment. You have the note. Um, the rest of you, um, are going to the marketplace. Um, as you sort of approach the black market, <laughs> you can kind of, like, hear the sounds of it even as you get close. It is this sort of, like, big expansive central square um and you can see that it is sort of a like one of those like like when there will be a farmer's market where there's like an outside portion and then also an inside portion like there's lots and lots of like stores and stuff like that that are clearly for specific things um but then there are also just kind of like stalls that are set up and then there will be people who are just sort of like talking to each other and then you see an exchange of money and something mm -hmm. small just kind of like everywhere in this big square. Everything looks shady, like everything looks like it's some sort of illicit deal, but there's also like no, there's very little sense of, of real fear. Like people generally feel pretty safe here, but just generally don't want other people to necessarily be knowing their business. Um, can I get perception checks from Malachi and Finn as you guys approach? 12. 17. Okay. 
So a few things kind of catch you guys' eye as you approach. I think the first thing that catches your eye, Malachi, is you see that there is a, like, a small, shadowy kind of tent. Um, the walls of the tent, or, or like the fabric of the tent, is this sort of like dark purple color with lots of like designs sort of swirling on it. And there is this like smoke that is blowing out of the bottom of the tent, almost like this like heavy smoke that moves almost like dry ice um, kind of across the ground. And you can see that the front of the tent is open um, and there is like a sign there that says, read your dreams, read your future is what is clearly some sort of, of fortune teller. Uh, this is some sort of fortune teller tent. Um, you also spot, you see, there is kind of like a like a magic item pawn shop nearby is one of the like actual stores um, that you can see that there's various little like magical trinkets. You see some like a little mechanical, um, like a little mechanical merry-go-round that's moving on its own. Um, you see that there is like a mesh bag of sea glass that is all like glowing, um, kind of hanging right outside the door, almost as like a like lure to get people to come inside. Um, there is a shop that is clearly for like weird, rare, like components. Um, so there's like, uh, there's a jar full of eyeballs. There's a dead fish. There's a vat of something that's glowing green. And you see lots of kind of like wizardly and like witch looking types kind of coming in and out of it or like in there looking for clearly whatever you need for your spells is here. Better not see anybody buying a dead fish, I swear to God. <laughs> um, and then the other thing kind of of note that you notice is that there is a um, a tattoo parlor. Um, and you see a tattoos mundane and magical is posted outside of it. I mean, you see that there is a sort of inside space, but most of it is outside. So you see someone who is just like getting tattooed, like right outside and they're like sitting in a chair and have their sleeve rolled up and are kind of wincing as this like woman with long dark hair is sort of like leaning and she she herself is covered in these like faintly glowing tattoos um as she is like focused in concentration on this person's arm um finn your attention is quickly diverted from the dead fish by something that you didn't expect to hear which is that you hear someone kind of on the other side of the square yelling out Blessings of the Lurker! Blessings of the Lurker for anyone sailing the seas! Whoa! <laughs> Malachi, you hear that? Uh, Malachi tears his eyes away from the person getting tattooed. Yeah, wait, you, you don't need a blessing of the Lurker, Finn. <laughs> well, no, I know, but if, if there's another follower of the Lurker here, I want to talk with them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Nurgle agrees. Okay, I suppose we can go see them. All right. I mean, hopefully this won't be another Kathoth situation. So I guess ready for action. But Right. I mean, we don't exactly have a good track record with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, luck's got to change sometime, right? Let's hope. You kind of like hurry over to where there is this like goblin man um, standing behind a little like behind a little stall basically and you see that hanging from it there's like fishnets and seashells and like all kinds of like oceany looking things just sort of decorating it um but not any actual sea creatures good and this goblin man is currently talking to a woman and you see he sort of like um 
picks up a handful of seawater from this like basin next to him and goes, the blessing of the lurker will protect you from his mighty wrath and just like throws the seawater in her face. And she sort of like steps back and kind of like blinks and coughs a little and is like, thanks. I feel really, really protected. Um, and hands over a gold somewhat begrudgingly <laughs> as if she's not entirely sure she's getting what she paid for, but. I nod approvingly. Yeah, you kind of walk over and the goblin's like, ah, young man, would you like the blessing of the lurker? Uh, might be a little redundant. The lurker in the deep. Might be a little redundant, but I appreciate the offer. Would would you like the blessing of the lurker? <laughs> ah, are you a follower as well? <laughs> uh, yeah, you could uh, say that. Wow, it is always such a delight to meet someone else who really respects the majesty of the seas and respects the power of their ruler. I know! Really, I meet them so rarely. And sometimes they try to kill me. <laughs> what? No. Do you do you know Kathoth? He comes out from behind the booth. Um, you can see that he was like standing on stairs behind it so that he could kind of like reach over it. He like comes out from behind it and like shakes your hand enthusiastically and it's like, mm, no, I can't say I've heard of a Kathoth. Alright, that's a point in your favor. Um, my name is Nod. What's yours? Oh, I'm Finn. Finn Fisher? Nice to meet you. I look at him like waiting to see if he's heard of me. He doesn't seem to have heard of you. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, nice to meet you. So, so what's your story? How'd you get into the Lurker? Oh, well, it was the greatest day of my life. It's a dark and stormy night. <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. I was sailing out with my crew on a ship and... One of my crewmates, someone was telling the story of the Lurker in the Deep, how he's a powerful force for the ocean and for the, the beings of the ocean. And my crew members, everyone was drinking, everyone was just kind of talking about how they didn't believe the Lurker was real. And oh. I must confess that at that time, I too thought it was just a story, something Brother, to no. scare people of going into the, the far reaches of the ocean. But later that night, we heard a great rumbling from below us, and we saw first one tentacle rise, and then another, and then another. And more and more tentacles began to rise from the ocean until the ship was held in their grasp and like it was nothing, like it was made of paper, ripped apart. Nearly everyone was drowned, but the lurker spared my life. I found myself on a piece of driftwood floating safely through all of the whirlpools and the tentacles and the roiling seas. I was able to float safely to an island until another ship came and picked me up. And I devoted my life to the Lurker and said that I would spread his name as a thank you for sparing my life. So that is what I have been doing ever since. That was the right thing to do. And making some money off it as well. Yes, I need to eat. The Lurker helps those who help themselves. Exactly. Malachi, you can make an insight check if you want. Yeah, I would like to. I, I would too, because I'm still <laughs> reeling from Kathoth. I want to make sure this isn't a false prophet, Finn. Seven. Sixteen. Okay. Finn, this kind of, you're like drawn in by the story. This guy's like <laughs> a, a good storyteller. You you can see the fear in his eyes when he talks about that night and the sort of, the, the gratitude. He like glows a little bit. Um, 
Malachi, with a 16, he seems like, he does seem like a true believer. Um, there's probably some embellishment happening, but uh, he definitely has what rings to you as real kind of reverence in his voice when he talks about the lurker. Wow. Mm. But also, like you astutely noted, he is also charging people to bless them by throwing seawater on them, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't fault you for making money, I suppose, but uh, just be careful out there, Nod. The lurker doesn't exactly take lightly uh, false obedience. <gasps> How dare you? I Not you, uh necessarily, but if you're granting blessings that aren't necessarily actually the lurker's blessings, then you might be providing mm. it to some other people around here. Would you like a blessing? I'm, I'm... On the house. On the house? Fine, sure, whatever. I'm already wet enough as it is. <laughs> he scoops up seawater and throws it in your face. <laughs> Finn. When he, when he does that, I want to cast Shape Water and make the water, like, swirl around Malachi's head a few times <laughs> before it splashes him, just for flair. Wow. Nod, like, looks approvingly at you and kind of claps a little. <laughs> that is the blessing of the lurker. Malachi just sort of, like, stands there and nods, like, yep. Baleen goes, can I have a blessing? Can I have a blessing? And Nod goes, one gold. Uh, no. I give him a gold. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you give him a gold. He scoops up some seawater and throws it in Baleen's face. I do the swirl again. She smiles. Nurgle goes, ah! Nurgle, you don't need a blessing of the lurker. You basically are <laughs> the lurker. Ah! <laughs> Okay, fine. I give another gold and I splash some salt water onto Nurgle. Then we're supposed to be making money here. <laughs> he splashes the seawater onto Nurgle. The seawater kind of swirls around him a bit. And Nod sort of like bows his head and he's like, you can have a blessing for free too as a fellow follower. <gasps> Thanks. He throws the seawater onto you. I lick my lips. Hmm. Neither of you feel any different or anything once you have had the seawater thrown onto you, but ostensibly you've been blessed. I feel good. It lifted my spirits. <laughs> All right, well, it's a pleasure to meet a kindred spirit. Um, we're actually. I trust you've been spreading the name of the lurker across the seas as a sailor as yourself clearly is. Oh, yeah, no, no question. Good. Most people aren't super receptive, I've found, but hey, I'm spreading it. Yes, a lot of people don't want to hear that there's something great in the ocean that has the power to crush them like little insects. A lot of people don't really like that. Yeah, go figure. Mm. A lot of land breathers. Yeah, you said it. Yes, exactly. Uh, listen, we actually we came here to set up our own little thing. Do you mind if we if we sort of set up next to you, or do you want to do you want some room? Oh, what are you doing? Oh, we're selling supplements. What are those? <laughs> oh, what are those indeed? Uh, they're, they're supplements. They put a little more a little more pep in your step, give you a little more energy, get you feeling a little better. Um, not not related to the lurker. This is just a separate thing I have going on. Hmm. He sort of like narrows his eyes at you and he's like, the lurker gives me all the pep in my step that I need. Haha, <laughs> yeah, can't argue with that. <laughs> but you're welcome to, yes, of course. If you sort of stand here and start yelling that you have drugs for sale, people are going to come over. <laughs> okay, I, I grab a crate that's sitting nearby and stand <laughs> on it. And I shout, come one, come all. If you want to put a little more pep in your step, a little more spin in your fin, a little more of vast in your mast, well, come on down and get supplements. <laughs> are we selling Viagra? Yep. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I did. 
Andy, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Um, you can have advantage on this because Baleen is also going to start yelling, um, and Nurgle is also like screeching and flapping his wings. Which <laughs> honestly, you can't tell if that's helping or not, but Baleen's definitely helping. Me and Baleen have never like done this specifically before, but like we've done enough similar things that we are shockingly well synchronized. <laughs> Twenty-seven. Yeah, awesome. With a 27, um, people start kind of curiously drifting over. Um, Some of them sort of like look at you and then pretty quickly walk away. Some get like close enough to hear what you're selling and then sort of like start whispering between each other and then walk away. Um, But there is a fair number who are kind of like, oh, cool. This is like a new something that no one else has offered us before. Um, And I could use a little pep in my step. And we've got this gold burning a hole in our pocket from the last big score. So um, yes, made with ancient secret magical techniques are you going to keep the price at 10 gold yeah i say it's 10 gold for a bottle or nine gold if you also buy a blessing from this fellow here (laughs) (laughs) um cool you have how many bottles left at this point 23 23 okay at a sticker price of 10 gold i will say that you get um six people that are willing to buy some for 10 gold you get four people who do the nine gold and one gold to the guy next to you deal. Um, And then you get four people who try to haggle you down and will pay a maximum of seven gold for it. So it's up to you if you want to sell it to them for seven gold or keep it. Hmm, I don't know. This is is valuable stuff, but also I do want to get it out there. To the hagglers, Malachi says, what makes your gold more valuable than theirs? Uh, smarter about it? That's fair. Finn, I feel like I shouldn't be privy to this. <laughs> Come on, Malachi, you're the muscle. You're the strong, silent one. Uh, I'm starting to feel a little bit slimy. <laughs> Maybe it's the seawater. Oh, that's, that's the barnacles from earlier. I'm sorry, but no deal. I can't devalue the brand like that. You're paying for quality. They shrug and leave. Um, so you make, I believe that comes to a total of 96 gold from everything I said. And you have sold 10 of your supplements bottles, leaving you with 13 still in your inventory. Wow. What a good day so far. <laughs> um, Kind of in the middle of this, while you're sort of doing this, Nira is standing like a few feet away, close enough to kind of keep an eye on you, um, but is still sort of looking around the rest of the square, kind of keeping an eye out. Um, and you see, after you guys have been here hawking your wares for a little while... Um, she sort of perks up and waves to someone across the square. Um, and you see approaching her is a figure that you actually recognize from seeing briefly in um, Stella's scrying pool back on the Dragon Islands. When you look to see what Nero was doing, she was talking to this person who you see now, um, this tabaxi pirate making her way across the square. You see she sort of like claps Nira in like a forearm handshake um, and is like, I am very glad to see that you're alive. And Nira's like, yeah, I'm very glad to be alive. Um, But why were you worried about me in particular? And the tabaxi goes, well, after your crew showed up around here without you talking about how uh, Vance was captain now, we were all sort of forced to fear the worst. Um, And Nira kind of grimaces and looks around. She goes, are they still ashore? And the tabaxi shakes her head. She goes, they 
blew probably most of the money that they had on no. celebrating their victory and <laughs> then took out to hunt for more money. So oh, they're probably God. doing some pretty risky scores right about now because they're nearly bankrupt from what I could tell. Um, Guess they really needed you to keep them in shape, huh? The tabaxi sort of like looks past Nira at Finn and Baleen and at Malachi. And she's like, who, who, who is this? Um, And Nira like looks over her shoulder and then kind of goes, um, long story, uh, friends of mine. I don't even know. People I'm traveling with right now. Um, and, uh. Hello, ma'am. Fellow victims. How would you like to put a little more fervor in your fur? Then this is, uh, the tabaxi sort of like tips her hat. She's got this big black pirate hat. We're fellow victims advance. She shakes her head and she goes, you know, for the record, I never liked that guy. I wish I could say the same. Um, Captain Momo. I'm Captain Momo. Nira and I have been friends for a while. Um, she like holds out her hand for you to shake. I shake it. I would say always a pleasure to meet a friend of Nira's, but that hasn't worked out so well consistently in the past, but still. (laughs) Um, Momo sort of, like, laughs a little bit in a kind of, like, affectionate way. Like, yeah, that's pirates. Um, It's a weird, shaking a tabaxi's hand is kind of a weird feeling because, like, you can feel that the claws are there, but currently retracted. Um, Do you feel the beans? Do you feel each individual bean? Yeah. Malachi feels the beans against his hand and thinks, oh my god, this is just like Prowl. (laughs) Uh, She sort of crosses her arms and she's like, so where are you headed next? She hides her beans. She knows us too well. (laughs) Um, And Nira looks at Malachi first, um, basically looking for like, do you mind if I tell her at least some of the truth? I mean, uh, he's not going to say anything. Yeah. Finn holds up two fingers very close together as if to say <laughs> only a little. <laughs> um, Nira looks back at Momo and she's like, we're looking for a place to uh, kind of laying low for a bit, as you can expect after getting um, mutinied. And Momo grimaces. Can't believe he blew the fucking... Showing these like sharp teeth as uh, <laughs> she grimaces. Um, and is like, yeah, I would expect... Nira sort of, like, pulls her close, and you kind of can't hear as they sort of, like, whisper to each other. But you can see Momo's eyebrows kind of, like, go up, and her, like, cat ears kind of, like, yeah, that's true. How does one, like, whisper? Because I'm picturing, how do you whisper to a tabaxi? I guess Momo has to kind of, like, bend down and take her hat off. So, although I guess the hat must have cutouts for yeah. the ears. So... <laughs> Kind of like bends down so she can hear. Um, but you see uh, Momo kind of like looks surprised and they sort of like whisper back and forth for a bit. And then pull back and Momo shrugs and she's like, well, I wouldn't recommend it. But it sounds like you kind of need at least something. And it's not the worst idea in the world. And Nira's like, yeah, that's about what I was thinking, too. You're talking about the cove? They both nod. And... Momo kind of, like, looks at all of you, and she's like, do any of you even know where it is? Actually, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. I did very well on my history check. Someone does. Yeah, so, Reagan, you can be, they've been in the square long enough 
now that you're actually, well, you had to take a minute after reading the note. So you're maybe like starting to get to the square and can kind of spot them across because Finn is making a scene. Um, oh, for the love of God. You can sort of like start making your way over to them. Um, but Finn, yeah, with a nat 20, you do know the like general location at least, which is helpful and is probably going to be enough to get you guys in the general direction. Although it's still going to be hard to navigate to in the lightless sea because generally the whole way that the sea works is that it's hard to find a place if you haven't been there before. But your nat 20 and Reagan's 18 gives you guys enough of a general sense of location that it should be about a day's sail from Angel Isle and like kind of to the southwest. Um, Momo kind of like nods as you give her this information. It's like, yeah, that's about where I heard too. She's like, well, good luck with that. Definitely, um, you know, be ready for a fight. There's definitely something there. Will do. She then kind of like looks back at Nira and she's like, you going to um, stay with these people? <laughs> um, not, not in a super disparaging way. Yeah, but yeah. Also, like, there's a little bit of a like, really? Um, these guys aren't pirates. And... Malachi, actually both of you, because you're both here, you can both give me insight checks. 10. Mm. 21! Ooh, okay. Nira sort of, like, glances over her shoulder and then looks back to Momo and says, like, for the time being, yeah, I want to make sure I get them to where they need to go. Um, Malachi, in that moment, though, where she sort of looks back at you, you catch that she... That if she kind of, like, had an out, she would take it. Um, and that she's not really... There's there's the sense... A 21 will even get you. There's this sense of kind of, like, she doesn't... She still doesn't think that you guys want her around. So it's this definite, like, this is a business relationship where we're kind of, like, working together because I'm the one who knows about pirates and I don't have anywhere else to go. Mm -hmm. But kind of in that moment, Malachi, you sort of realize that, like, at the first opportunity to, she will split. But she kind of, like, shrugs and she's like, for the time being. I mean, you see Momo nods to her and is like, well, if you end up needing another ship to sail on. I'm going to be in town for a little while yet. My crew has earned themselves a break, so we're we're in port for a while, and I've got some, some business deals I'm making. And Nira's like, yeah, yeah, I might, I might come find you. Um, Momo, like, claps her again on the shoulder, kind of waves to the rest of you, and is like, good, um, nice to meet you, good luck with your drugs, and... Thanks! Um, goes to walk away back back toward the general direction of the, like, magic item pawn shop. Um, Reagan, at this point, you sort of arrive, kind of just as Momo's walking away, you're sort of walking up to the group. Um, Finn is doing business deals. <laughs> I'm back. Hey. Nothing happened. You find what you're looking for? All that and more. I- Ooh, tattoos! Do you still have your little jacket with you? Yes. He's got it kind of folded up under his arm. Malachi, like, looks at it, but I, I don't think he really asks about it. Um, Ooh, nice jacket. But he does see it, and it reminds him, maybe we should sell our, our Letterman jackets. What? <laughs> They're built on a bed of lies, Finn. I don't want to bear her letters. Listen, we can tear the monogram off 
and then it'll be cool and symbolic. Mm, they are monogrammed. I kind of just want to burn it. Or, or what if we think of something else that AAA could stand for? Huh? Yeah. Fine. Ad- adventuring and awesome. <laughs> that describes us. How, how, like, like. That's really good, Finn. Thanks. Engines and Aragons. Hmm. Yeah. You feeling okay, Reagan? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm, yeah. Always are assessing. Ooh, yeah, that works for you. <laughs> Androgynous <laughs> and alpha. <laughs> Which one of us is that? I think that's going to give the wrong impression. Oh, hi, Bailey. <laughs> about what you are as a group. Always ask about, because we want people to ask us about our jackets. <laughs> I think you could keep workshopping that. Okay. You good, man? Yeah, I'm good. Picked up stuff I needed, uh, so we can dip now. Okay. Unless you guys want to get matching tattoos. Uh, I was... I wouldn't hate it. Kind of thinking we might take a look at some of these shops, yeah? Sure. Oh, yeah, you were staring at that one that had the smoke coming out. Listen, it's been a while. We haven't hit a bowl since Ben's with. We got time to kill. <laughs> cool. You guys sort of finish up what Finn is doing. And Finn, I, I'm going to say one other thing besides the people who kind of are willing to pay gold for the supplements, um, you would get at least one person who offers to trade. Um, you have... One person who says, uh, I'll give you these ember berries for that, for the bottle of supplements. And another person who has like a little satchel of what they call stardust. Oh my God, that's a human woman that they brought over the wall. (laughs) Um, Reagan, you would be familiar with both of these. Um, And then actually, I think one other person would have a little bottle of what's called dream sap. Um, You'd be familiar with all three of these, Reagan. Um, Emberberries are typically made into tea, and you drink them, and it gives you kind of a feeling of, like, relaxed calm. Um, And then your body gets covered in flames. And if you stay calm, you're fine. But if you panic, then they burn you. And so it's kind of like often people will, like, it's like a hazing thing to, like, give them to a new pirate and not tell them about the fire and watch them freak out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But is ultimately pretty harmless other than the fire damage. Um, Stardust is a little bit stiffer stuff. Um, It gives you kind of uh, visions of eldritch horrors um and is highly addictive um and is probably generally a bad idea to take um dream sap is similarly a hallucinogen but it shows kind of this like people who take it and probably reagan would have at some point report like seeing a like beautiful world filled with like strange um strange plants and animals and kind of like it sort of transports you to this beautiful world for a little bit um and kind of there will be like one person who offers each of those in exchange for a supplement uh one moment let me consult with my business partner reagan yeah Reagan, I don't know what any of this is. Should, should I do it? Is this a good trade? Oh, let me take it. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, hmm. Skip the Stardust. You don't want that. But uh, take the other two. Okay. 
All right, you two have got yourselves a deal, and you have not. <laughs> well, but be be like the other person kind of shrugs and leaves. Be gentle about it, cause like they can be kind of kind of intense. People who are slinging that stuff. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I I pat him on the shoulder and I'm like, hey, champ. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to uh <laughs> make that deal today. <laughs> Go get him, buddy. Someone out there will take it. No, I meant more. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's probably fine. <laughs> The person kind of growls and their eyes like go all black for a second. Um, and then they just sort of like walk away to go find someone else. <laughs> My eyes go all black for a second as I stare back at him. He sort of like takes a step back and it's like, okay, <laughs> chill, dude. And goes goes off to find someone else. Um, so you have, I'll say three doses of ember berries and three of dream sap. All right. Wow. Quite the haul. Cool. By the way, Baylene. If you want money, I have, like, a bunch, so let me know. Sure, yeah, if I see something cool, I'll just tell you to buy it. All right. Finn, I can hang on to the contraband if you want. Um. You're too cute to go to jail. Hmm. I look at Malachi questioningly. <laughs> the berries and the sap. I'll just put them, I, I'll put them with my other stuff that's, hmm. I'll hold on to them just for now, Finn. We actually don't want you arrested, Reagan. At any point. I, I don't think people get arrested here. Well, not here. We don't want you mugged either. I don't know. I would welcome it. Listen, how about we share? How about we share? You can each take one. All right, give me the sap. I'm going to hold on to the ember berries so that Reagan doesn't... <laughs> All right. There you go. Cool. As we walk away from Nod, I turn around and lean down to the stall, and I'm like, hey, listen, I'm going to put in a good word for you with, uh, you know, the big guy. Ah. And I wink. And as I wink, my eyes flash black for a second. Um... And then I walk away. He, like, looks a little impressed. Um, <laughs> kind of doesn't know what to do with that. <laughs> and you walk away. Um, do you guys have anywhere else you kind of want to go in the marketplace? I want to ask Reagan and Nira how legit these places are. Specifically, like, sort of looking towards the fortune teller. Yeah. Reagan, I think you... Uh, go ahead and make me a history check. A natural one. I've never seen this oh. place before wow. in my life. But I mean, I've never really been led astray. That's a lie. I've definitely been led astray by places around here before. But I mean, yeah, you get some pretty decently powerful magic around here. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's legit. Yeah, Nira kind of shrugs and says similarly. She's mm. like, I've never been to this particular fortune teller, but I about half the people here have made deals and dabble in magics from the most fucked up places in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And then about half of them are just shameless charlatans. So really could go either way. Shameless charlatans. Is that mm. still around? Oh, yeah. That's definitely still around. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I got to swing by there. She kind of like <laughs> points over to the other side. I, I think. think I owe them money. <laughs> uh, would either of you two be interested in... I've been having weird dreams again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. It'll be fun. Sure. Then we can get tattooed afterwards to cover up the experience. Yeah, honestly, mine have seemed kind of heavy-handed, but uh, sure, it could be good to get some interpretation from a third party. I mean, mine too, but anyone who can give me more information than I'm working with. Also, I've had other dreams in the past that I'm... Uh, let's just let's just go. <laughs> okay. One time, my parents took me to a dream consultant when I was little, and he killed himself a week later. <laughs> Uh, 
so you guys go over to this fortune teller tent. Um, you sort of like push aside. Maybe you should wait outside, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't actually know if he's dead. They say he just walked into the ocean and never came back. <laughs> Maybe you converted him. D- does the sign have prices, Hannah? Um, actually, yeah, I think it would just say five gold. Oh, we can probably afford that. Finn, how much money did you just make? <laughs> I just made 96. That's plenty. Plus some drugs. <laughs> I don't know the blue book value on those. You sort of push aside the little curtain and you see that in this pretty small tent, um, everything smells like you're just hit with the smell of like incense, this fragrances and um, a little bit floral, a little bit spicy, kind of like a bit of everything. Mm. Um, very dimly lit by this sort of like pink light that is kind of radiating from nowhere in particular. Um, You see sitting behind a kind of like low table um, in front of her, there is this basin that is the source of the smoke. It's sort of like slowly seeping smoke out of it. Um, Sitting behind that is this very, very old elf. Um, So when an elf looks old, you know they're really old. Um, She has these long, long pointed ears. Mom? This kind of like long, dark gray hair. um, This very kind of like pointed face with lots of wrinkles. Um, And her eyes are closed as you enter, but she sort of like slowly opens them to look at you. And her eyes are kind of milky. Um, Almost looks like she might be blind, but she's also like very astutely following your movements. Um, So even if she is, she can definitely tell where you are as you come in. And she sort of says, welcome, welcome. Would you like to have your fortunes read? Um, what sort of, what does that entail here? We're new to this. Well, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for advice on a particular problem, that's one thing. If you're looking for a little hint of whether a particular course of action would be a good idea, I can help with that. If you've experienced something strange and troubling that you don't quite know what it is or where it's come from, I can help with that too. Wow, Malachi's just, like, perking up with each other, like, this is great, this sounds perfect for me. Check, check, check. Um, uh, are those all separate charges? Yes. Oh. Um. <laughs> hmm. Finn, you want to go first? <laughs> okay. Come sit down, sit down. I sit down. What do you need help with, young man? I'm sensing that this is your first time on Angel Isle, that you're a little bit of a fish out of water, to use the colloquialism. <laughs> More right than you know. Oh, what do I need? Uh, <laughs> hmm, I, I guess I'll take the works, and I give her 15 gold. <laughs> she sort of uh, takes the gold and lets out this little cackle. Um, okay, now I'll warn you, the process may be painful, but it shouldn't be dangerous. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna warn you the same thing. (laughs) Oh. Don't worry, I'm quite used to it. Um, she pulls out this little, like, black root, um, and puts it in, like, a mortar and pestle and starts kind of crushing it. Um, Reagan, you can give me another history check. And Nira's gonna make one, too. It's arsenic. Nat 20! What a waste of a nat 20! Yeah, you 
actually recognize this is a uh, substance called Devil's Root. And this is a, um, supposedly, it it's another like hallucinogen that grants the person who snorts it um, kind of like visions of, some people say it's visions of hell um, that are kind of very traumatic to look at, but that then give you a sense of clarity on other things. It sort of like broadens your mind to the possibilities and stuff like that. Oh, so it's it's DMT. Sure. I don't know much about real world drugs. Um, so she sort of like crushes it into this fine little black powder, which she then sort of snorts. Um, and she looks up um, and just like sticks her hands directly in the basin of smoke and kind of looks at Finn with these unseeing eyes um, and goes, first, let's see about your general future, shall we? Um, Finn, go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. 16. Um, you take one psychic damage um, as you feel this sort of like uh, prickle through your entire brain. Um, the woman kind of like furrows her brow a little bit and kind of clucks her tongue and she goes, um, you see that the smoke where it's spilling out of the basin onto the table, it begins to kind of look like the ocean. There's sort of like mm -hmm. waves through it, and you can kind of see where some of them like crest and then fall. Ah. And she goes, hmm, I'm seeing power. You are uh, someone who is certainly, certainly finding power, and I'm seeing, hmm, I'm seeing turmoil. I'm seeing a sense of certainty that you've had your whole life that's maybe getting a little bit affected. I'm seeing a sense of, ah, are you feeling, are you feeling abandoned lately? Are you feeling like maybe someone isn't listening where they should be? Or, hmm, I regret to tell you that's only going to get worse, unfortunately, but I'm also seeing oh. a sense of... I'm seeing, I'm seeing a, a awakening. I'm seeing a realization. I'm seeing growth. I'm seeing, mm, but I'm also seeing death. Mm, unfortunate. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. Oh. You might die. <laughs> Reagan laughs and turns it into <laughs> a cough. I mean, I guess that that's sort of always true, isn't it? Yes, but a higher chance for you than for most people. Mm. Oh. Can't tell if she's a hack or not. <laughs> He doesn't say that out loud, but he does sort of like vaguely whisper it into Reagan's ear. The the smoke uh, kind of goes back to looking like smoke instead of the ocean. And she says, power and realization and then a very probable death. I'm sorry, it's always difficult when I have to tell someone that death is staring them in the face, but there it is. How how far away are we talking? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's difficult to tell. Oh. Did you want advice? Yeah. On what? Well, this one can get a little more specific. Oh, well, I'd love to have advice on how to not die and how to sort of avert the prophecy you just gave me. Mm. Okay, I can try. Um, make me a charisma saving throw, Finn. Actually, I'm so sorry. This one's intelligence. Intelligence saving throw. Oh! Sorry. <laughs> 16. Okay. Cool. You take one psychic damage again as you feel your, again, your brain kind of like prickles like it's being prodded at. And she furrows her brow and she's like, hmm, well, the easiest way to avert your death would be to stop doing dangerous things, which would also mean a loss of that power, would also mean a loss of that uh, 
purpose and that certainty and would certainly lead to uh, you not finding the things you're looking for. So I suspect that's not going to be a... Yeah, that's not really on the table. Hmm. It's a sort of a high risk, high reward sort of thing. Mm. Many pirates who come in here find something very similar being told to them. Hmm. Hmm. And what do they do about it? Depends on the person. Most of them just keep chasing it. But mm. you're not a pirate. No. Huh. Fortunately, you do have someone. I can read that as well. You definitely have... There is a, a force out there that is very invested in you. Yeah. Is that this, the same force that might maybe is the one that's not talking to me? Hmm. That is what I'm sensing, yes. Hmm. Hmm. Why? What's with the brush off? She furrows her brow a little bit and she goes, let me look into those dreams. Um, this time, this is a charisma saving throw. 31. Nice. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> cool. Um, with a 31, you don't take any damage. Um, you feel it kind of like prickling in your mind, but don't take any damage. Um, and in fact, you, as she's talking, kind of start to see and perceive some of this. Finn does damage to her. <laughs> you sort of start to see some of what she's seeing and you kind of like in in your own mind see visions of deep ocean and like movement in the depths that you can't quite see um and the old woman furrows her brow and she goes oh well there's something blocking your connection there's something what there's some sort of other forces that are trying to meddle here. There's something... Uh, oh, something's gone wrong. Oh. Uh, oh. Yes, something's gone very wrong. Oh. Well, how do, how do I fix it? Oh, I don't know. I just... I just see things. I imagine you'd have to go find the source of whatever's gone wrong. Uh-huh. And where's that? That could definitely lead to your death. Mm, I'm sensing depth. I'm sensing... Somewhere very, mm. very far away. Wow. A long journey. Uh-huh. Well, she uh, sort of claps her hands and the smoke settles again. And she goes, so, to sum it all up, some force is very interested in you but is blocked from you. And the uh, there's a very dangerous uh, high chance that you may die, but also that you're going to increase in power and realize some things. Huh. Congratulations. Okay, thanks, I guess. You're welcome. Level nine's in our future, baby. <laughs> <laughs> she looks up. Anybody else? I look at Mal, and I'll, if Mal doesn't move, I'll go first. I look at Reagan. Do you, do you want me to go? I have to think of my question. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. <clears throat> I sit down and, all right, I don't really need help with dreams. And uh, to be honest, I'm I'm not all that concerned about the future. My issues are more with the past. Ah. And I think I just need to, uh, and he sort of looks down at the, the jacket that he's still holding. He's like, I just kind of need to to let some things go. I don't know if I'm... Oh, do you not do chakra cleanses? Is that next door? Mm, I can try. All right. <laughs> I can try. You give her five gold. Um, She 
sort of like stirs at the smoke in front of her and she'll, she'll crush up and snort kind of another dose of the devil's root. And she puts her hands in the basin again. Um, give me a charisma saving throw, Reagan. 28. Okay. You also take no damage, though you feel the similar kind of pricking through your brain that Finn had felt. Um, and she says, oh, dear. Yes, yes, you certainly do need... Mm, you certainly do need to let some things go. Mm, I'm seeing a great deal of loss, a great deal of guilt, a great deal of... Uh, oh, boy. Oh, sorry, mm. sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ignore that. <laughs> um, you, yes. I'm seeing a great, a great deal that you have been holding on to for things that you didn't let go because you didn't want to let go because you think that letting go of the guilt and letting go of the anger would also make you let go of the people and the person. But I'm sensing a a slow realization that the person you lost was much more than the moment you lost him. You also are at great risk of dying. Mm. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, that's not. People? I could have yeah, told you that. Sorry. <laughs> she shakes her head. She's like, perhaps less risk of dying than you were in the past, though. So that's improvement. Mm, although it depends on which. Mm, it depends on which paths you continue to choose. Hmm. Well. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he just kind of quietly slides out of the seed. <laughs> Malachi claps a hand on Reagan's shoulder, sort of awkwardly, but trying to be very comforting. I whisper to Reagan, do you think Malachi's going to kill us? Is that what this all means? I'm afraid. I can hear you. I'm not going to kill you. Okay, good. Just check it. You're my only friends. Malachi sits in the show. Oh, that's sad. Oh, that's kind of depressing. You, you need better friends, mate. Why? <laughs> um... Baleen jabs, like, elbows Finn and goes, can I have five gold? Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I give her five gold. You can go, Baleen. <laughs> <laughs> um, she kind of takes the five gold and, like, sits down. Um, and she goes, I just want to know about my future because things are, my future right now looks really different than I Aww. thought it was going to look. So I just kind of want to know the general vibes. And the old woman is like, she nods and. Uh, Real vibes guy here. This old lady snorts more of the devil's root, puts her hands in the in the basin again. Um, Baleen is going to make a wis this is the wisdom save one. Yeah. Oh, good for her. Um, she takes two psychic damage and the smoke kind of continues to pour out of the basin. And the old woman says, oh, yes. Oh, lots of uncertainty here. You at the current the current trajectory, the current movement of the stars and the currents of the ocean and the clouds. I see danger in your future for sure, but I also see a sense of, of growth and of adventure. And eventually you will make it home, although home may be different than you expect it to be. And Baleen kind of nods and she's like, can you tell about, like, any people? Are they, like, am I going to make it back to the people that I left at home? Um, and the old woman goes, 
outcome seems likely, <laughs> but not certain. None of this is certain. Of course, I don't make promises. But I, I expect that's the sort of home you're looking for. And Baleen kind of nods, and the old woman goes, maybe a 60% chance. And Baleen is kind of like, okay, great. That's, yeah, sure. That's better than, better than half, I guess. So, thanks. She, like, stands up and kind of, like, looks, frankly, just frustrated more than mm -hmm. anything else. I squeeze her hand. She squeezes yours back. Uh, Nira is, like, standing at the edge of the tent um, and kind of very clearly is making no motion at all to move forward. I'll... I'll go. Okay. Malachi will slowly sit down. Um. Yes? What can I help you with? Mmm. Yeah, I'll take the package deal as well, I think. Okay. She snorts the root. She puts her hands in the basin. She goes... Just like for your friend, we'll go ahead and start with, start big. Um, make a wisdom saving throw for me. That's going to be a dirty 20. Cool. That's enough to take no damage. You sort of feel it in your brain, but you don't feel any pain from it. Um, and the, the old woman sort of frowns and she goes, hmm, I'm seeing a lot of uncertainty. I'm seeing... This is my future? Yes, I'm seeing a lot of uncertainty, and I'm seeing a... You also, like your friend, have someone who's very invested in you. And there's something... Mm, your mind is... Your path, your... your The paths that I read, yours is harder to read than most people. Almost like there's... Mm, something blocking it. Almost like that, yes. But I'm seeing a... That you are continuing to seek a path. Like you're lost. You'll find... Ah, there it is. Eventually you figure something out. Ah, uh, high risk of death as well. Mm. <laughs> oh, yes, all of you. Don't say! <laughs> Definitely with the high, the high risks of death. And I, I feel power here as well. Yes, there's, there's power in your future, though it may come at the cost of things you don't want to give up. Huh. This is very odd. I, I've rarely had this experience before. Don't you normally? I mean, isn't power normally a sacrifice for something else? No, no, not about that. About the, the murkiness. I'm sensing that there are many directions your path could go. Can you tell me which one? Like which one you're supposed to take? No, I can't tell you. Isn't, isn't that? I just see things, dear. Now, if you have a specific question, that's another matter. So, but you, you said that the, 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 the right path finds me though, right? No, you find it. Hmm, how? Is that your specific question? I don't know. Um, you can't you can't tell what the the force is that's invested. Oh no, something dif different from what I felt from your friend. Can you tell me how? You can't tell me if I'm on it now, can you? Hmm. 
it is difficult. It is like you are walking through a wood. And behind you, I can see the path you've taken. But I am mostly looking at the future, and there are many, many paths through the woods. Hmm. You know? Okay, then how, how, do I, how do I figure out which one's right? Oh, I don't know, dear. All I do is see them. What am I supposed to ask you? Well, what are you doing next? Uh, mm, I don't know if I should share that with you. <laughs> um, can you tell me the, the best way to keep the people we came with safe? Um, make an intelligence saving throw. That's a nat 20. Nice. Wow. Okay, so you take no damage. Um, and you also sort of like feel like you're kind of getting it a little bit more. Like you're sort of getting drawn into the drawn into the atmosphere of this of this reading. And you can sort of see the smoke that's billowing out of her basin hasn't turned to the ocean for you. It just kind of still looks like smoke. Um but you can see her, the, the old woman, sort of nod, and she says, Hmm, the, the cove you're seeking after, this safe place, is a, a good choice, a good idea. That is, it, there is danger posed by it, but if you can find there, and if you can deal with the threat that already exists, that will be a safe place. And then the question becomes... How to deal with the larger problems and how long can you keep people safe because you certainly can't do it forever when there are so many threats in this world in this ocean so many different problems hmm in the short term you can keep them safe in the long term it is murky can you tell us if Erebrera is a good next step she kind of cocks her head and she's like Mm. It is a next step. I don't think it's the next step you're looking for. Hmm. Okay. Do you want to hear about your dreams? Well, I suppose you're not going to let me ask you questions all day, so I might as well. Um, go ahead and make me a charisma saving throw. Fifteen total. You take three psychic damage, and... The old woman leans forward and then, like, sits up straight and sort of, like, pulls back. And she goes... Oh, yeah, be careful. <laughs> oh, you. Mm. Your dreams are not your own. You have been hearing all sorts of voices. I think lately, someone is looking for you. Someone is wants you to come, but is that light a beacon or is it a lure you're familiar with anglerfish unfortunately <laughs> is someone trying to pull you to them so they can devour you uh physically <laughs> or or could it be the path that you're looking for well i have no idea mm. what about uh before before what? Oh, uh, oh, your old dreams? Yeah. Mm. She sort of like pushes forward again and kind of like puts her hands through the smoke and she goes, I can't read that. I'm sorry, dear. I do tend to specialize more in the future, but I... She like makes a motion like she's scooping the smoke out of the bowl and kind of like pushes it toward you a little bit. And then she's like, hmm, 
I don't know where those dreams came from. Uh, can you... Are they, are they gone? They're not gonna come back, though? You haven't had one in a while, have you? No. I don't know, you said you're better at the future. I don't see an experience like the one you had on that island in your future again. Unless something goes very wrong. Which... It always could. Like I said, I make no promises. Yeah, yeah, we know. High risk of death. Mm-hmm. Um. She smiles, and as she smiles, you see she has these sort of, like, sharp teeth. Good for her. And sort of, like, leans back and closes her eyes again, and the smoke kind of, like, goes back to a steady stream instead of these kind of billowing clouds, and she goes, Well, the devil's root has worn off. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Come back anytime. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, Do we tip? Or? I don't. I don't know. Well, tips are always welcome. And here it goes. You don't have to tip. Okay. I would tip if you had done anything slightly more helpful. But... <laughs> Bye. I give her a copper. <laughs> yeah. As you guys sort of go to pull out of the tent, Nira shakes her head. She's like, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. They just tell you a bunch of vague things that they think you want to hear. It's, yeah. Come on. Like I said, charlatans. Okay. I mean, I feel a bit better. But mm. Interesting. Yeah, something's blocked. My dad's not just ignoring me. There's something in the way. Huh. According to this random elf in a tent on a pirate island, I... <laughs> whatever. Hey, I tend to have pretty good track records with random elves and tents on pirate islands, alright? You didn't have sex with her! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys sort of emerge from the fortune teller's tent back out into the darkness of the black market. And I think that's a pretty good place to end our session since we're kind of hitting that that point um and then if there's if there's more stuff you want to look at in the market or anything else you want to do before you head to the cove we can do that next time and then you can make your way to the cove to deal with whatever's going on there next episode i'm getting a tattoo okay thank you all so much for listening uh if you liked that which i hope you did you can find us other places on the internet we are at ship of fools cast on twitter tumblr and instagram and you can also find us on patreon at patreon.com ship of fools if you like us so much that you want to give us money about it um Yay. that's where we are <laughs> with lots of fun bonus content and you'll get to hear fun stuff and secrets and yeah things that aren't even secrets at all but <laughs> yeah exactly um, you've just described any information <laughs> that exists the sum total of human knowledge <laughs> available to you it's all there on our patreon if you want that <laughs> um we have some people we need to thank thank you to theo golden for our beautiful logo art you can find him at t golden art on instagram and thank you also to Lucas Mangold for our theme music. You can contact him at lucascarlmusic at gmail.com. It's Carl with a K, motherfuckers. Yeah, it sure is. Oh my. Yeah, and you can uh, find us back again with episode 47 on May 10th. And until then, Mario Day. Nope. <laughs> that was no. Nope. Mayo Day. <laughs> Mayo Day. Uh, yeah, so we'll see you on Mayo Day. And until then, we will see you on the open seas. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.